Hello, friends, and welcome to To the Phantom and Beyond. I'm Jillian. And I'm Annika. And we're so happy to have you all along for this adventure. We're going to be diving right into all of our favorite movies, TV shows, and so many other fandom-related subjects, talking about all the things that we love and even some of the things we might not love. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so this episode, we had... We were trying to think of, you know, something that we could do. And I was explaining to Jill here how this week is uh, the second season premiere of The Hardy Boys, yeah. which is on Hulu. Now, for those of you who don't know who The Hardy Boys are, which is... I mean, I can, I mean, I can understand that there would be people yeah. who don't know about so, The Hardy Boys because it is an older book series. Yeah, so, so The Hardy Boys, I believe, was the 50s. Um and it's in the similar vein as Nancy Drew, which actually I was reading. Nancy Drew was created after the Hardy Boys oh. as kind of a counterpart okay, to kind of be the female version of the Hardy Boys. Gotcha. So the Hardy Boys are basically two brothers, Frank and Joe, who solve mysteries, solve mysteries basically. That's, that's what they do. So um, yeah, so each book is like a different mystery. Yeah, so they've had, they've had plenty of, there's been a bunch of incarnations over the years. Um, and the most recent one was, I believe, 2020 is when it premiered originally. Um, and it's on Hulu. The um, whole first season is up. Yeah, and, and the second season drops this week, mm -hmm. which and is why we went back and rewatched because obviously we hadn't seen it since it premiered. So yeah. we were like, oh, well, season two starts, but neither of us remembered anything from season one. <laughs> we, like, like we, I think we remembered like little bits and things here and there, but mm -hmm. we didn't remember as you know, yeah. the majority of what happened. So we were like, okay, let's rewatch it. So we took a couple of days yeah. and finished it. It wasn't today. one of those shows that we watched consistently. So it was kind of a... Also, it has been a couple of years. Well, yeah, it's been... So... Because we didn't watch it when it premiered. We watched it a few months after, I Did think. Did we? Yeah, because I wanted to watch it, but we were kind of going back and forth and we were trying to right. find time. Right, right. That makes um, sense. So uh, I will... I'm going to start off by saying with this show, Rowan Campbell and Alexander Elliott, who play Frank and Joe... Mm -hmm. Some of the best. They do such a good job. So, yeah, they're, especially, they're pretty young. I, especially the, the kid who plays Joe. Joe yeah, uh, Alexander. He, he does an incredible job. His crying. And for those of you who have been around, mm. I'm sure we've said it before, mm -hmm. Annika, like her one, one of her big ways that she um, basically assesses an actor's skill is <laughs> how well they can cry on true. camera like if they cannot cry on camera she's like no i mean i no. literally even have it written down here both boys can cry which makes them superior actors in my book and that's all that matters because yeah. if you can cry then it shows me that you know what you're doing and, and both and not, of them and not just like the crying face mm -hmm. but like actual tears i'm sure there you know there are tricks of the trade of mm -hmm. course but I feel like for most actors, they wouldn't feel like they were being authentic in their performance yeah. if they didn't have actual tears. Yeah. Because um, I know that I had, when I was in high school theater, I had to do scenes where I was like, I don't know if I can make myself mm -hmm. cry, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm usually pretty good about, I, I have a trick. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, yeah. it happens. Um, but because so, Joe has one scene where he's like, almost like full on sobbing almost. And I'm like... In the finale, right? In the right? finale, yeah. Yes. And I'm like... Dang. And um, fair That's warning, good. since we didn't say before, there will be spoilers for the yes. season one. In this. If you've been around since our first season, you know we do not hold back with spoilers mm -hmm. because we were just talking. Yep. If you haven't seen the show, go watch it, come back and yeah. listen. Um, there's 13 episodes. Um, they're all about 45 minutes, roughly. Well, about that. Um, they're both, they're all, in, they're all really, really good. Um, so the show, the, this 
the show that they are doing, um, they have it set in the 80s. It's it's yeah. basically, you can tell it's the 80s. Yeah, you can, yeah, because... Whether they say it or not, you know it's the 80s. Yeah, you can tell by, like, the clothing and uh. the phones and the way that, you know, the kids are just, like, out riding their bikes and... Exactly. Just, like, going all over town I mean, they have a care. scene in, like, the second to last episode, I think... Where one of the characters is like, yeah, you know, I went to that phone booth and now there's buttons on everything. And then the other guy pulls out a rotary phone. And I was like, bro. Yeah. I was like, I know kids nowadays do not know what a rotary phone is. I only know what rotary phones are because some house that we went to when I was really little had a rotary phone. And I right. don't know what house it was. I don't know who it I was. feel like we had them in elementary school, but I could be completely I think wrong. we did at some point. I feel point. like we might have. Like, like really old. Yeah. Um, but but I don't so, know like, for sure. it, you can tell by like their clothes and how they talk and all of that. It's definitely the 70s. Hair. The hair. The hair. Um, so, the basis for the show is um, Frank, Joe, Hardy, and then their mom, Laura, and their dad, Fenton. They're a happy family until tragedy strikes Mama and dies. their mother dies in a car accident. Well, they think it's an accident. They think. They, it's a you know, mystery. And, uh, so their father decides to move them to, uh... The hometown. What is it called? I keep forgetting. Um, not... It's not Westbrook. No, no, I immediately, though, I was like, it's Bridgerton. And I was like, that's Ron. That was last no, week. That's a great It's, show. um... It's not... Bay... Bayport? Bay... Bay Bridge? Bay Bridge? West... Westport? No, no, not Westport. It's Bay... Bay... Bay Bridge? It might be Bay Bridge, unless we're, like, going crazy. Bayport? It's not Bayport. West I know it's View? not Bayport. No, Westview is one division. No, I know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm. I have to look now. Um, but they basically move bridge. to this. I feel like bridges in there. Somewhere. There, of course, bridges. Is in it there. Bridgeport? I don't. It might be Bridgeport. Hold on, I need to see. I'm like, it's gonna drive me nuts until I figure this out. Bay. It's not. It might be Bay something. Bridge it's something. Like we literally just were watching it today. Bridgeport. Oh yeah, we were right. Okay, <laughs> we were right. Okay, Bridgeport. Basically, okay, there so they go. moved to Bridgeport, which um, is. I feel a, like it's supposed to be somewhere on like the obviously like the coast. Yeah, it is. Um, because I know that like they mentioned Gresham at one point. But to be fair, there could be tons of Greshams around the world. I know, we but like, don't the, know. I think most people think because like when I hear Gresham, Gresham I think Oregon. Yeah. So odds are it's like West Coast. Or, That's my best yeah. guess. Um, but anyway, but we, so they move. They move to this hometown for the summer. Um. And with this, they start uncovering the mystery of the town, which is these three, the three most important families, the yeah. Khans, the uh, no- Novakas, no- Nova somethings, and the Estabrooks, yes. um, the three so major players. Yeah, the three major players in the town um, that basically are controlling this yeah, town. Yeah, basically behind, like, behind the scenes, essentially, yeah. they're pulling all the strings. They're like the puppet masters yeah. of the town. So they, they, you know, they have control over the police and, it just and so all happens of that. that their grandmother, exactly. their mother's mother, is in Estabrook. Exactly. And I will say, like, I love the actress who plays the grandma. She's in a few other things we've seen. Um, uh, she does a good job, um, but... She does a good job at making you, like, hate her in exactly. some points. Although it's funny because, like, in the first episode, I was like, Grandma, Grandma Glory is a queen. You know, she's awesome. She's great. And then, I, but I forgot, like, how much I disliked her later. And I was right. like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, one of my favorite tropes comes in the first episode, actually. And I, I hope you know which one I'm talking about. And it's after the funeral when he, when Fenton decides to tell his boys that he, that they're moving to Bridgeport for the summer. Um, and uh, Frank 
uh, he, he gives us a, a great line that is in every teen movie ever, which is, come on, dad, I'm 16. Yeah. You can't stop treating, you can't start, stop, you know, you have to treat Literally, me like an adult. It's so funny. Everything. Like, I feel like the older we get, the more we start to, like, we see, like, the characters, like, you After know, like the you, teenagers. Once you turn, shows. like, 17, 18, you're like, oh, no, right. you're not an adult, it's I promise. Like, yeah, it's like, once we see these kids in shows and movies, they're like, oh, I'm almost 13, I'm old enough. And when you get old, you once you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, honey. No, you're not. Honey, no. Like, okay, Ariel. Listen to your parents, please stay inside. When Ariel was like, I'm 16, you can't keep treating me like a child. I'm like, honey, you are a child. You're it's still like, in school. I'm almost 26. It's like, I'm almost 26, and I wish that I could I know. sometimes go back to that. It was much simpler time. I know, exactly. So, so it's, you know, I, I, when he said that, I was like, yes. Um, and then we're also in this episode, we're introduced to basically the entire town when they get there. Pretty much, yeah. Because so, it's one of those small towns. Mm, so, of course, you have um, the sheriff, Ezra, who's an ass. He's, mm-hmm. that's plain and mm-hmm. simple, he's an ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have Wilt, who owns a local, like, little ice cream pop shop diner the, type the thing. The diner, yeah. And it, but it also weirdly has, like like essentials that you need like it has fire detect- it, it has like smoke detectors well, it's like it's like a little it's like a little like diner market yeah thing. it's like a little corner market type of thing it's like a little corner store diner yeah yeah all the three I things that we, we said yeah i wish we had something like that here i know i do too um and so we meet him and he's on he's great if you we guys if you've ever seen um riverdale he's kind of like pop with pop's chocolate shop right. it's very similar vibes mm-hmm. um and so Wilt is there, um, and then of course we have their aunt Trudy, who in the books, in the her. books, um, Trudy is Aunt Gertrude, ah. which they changed to Trudy, which I'm very grateful me for too, because Gertrude too. is not an attractive name. I'm sorry. Um, to all the love... Gertrudes out there, I do love you, but mm. uh, we stand Aunt Trudy. We stand Aunt Trudy, and I will say this without a shadow of a doubt: Trudy is a lesbian, and you cannot change my <laughs> mind. And especially once no, we meet, I agree. Um, I agree. Once we meet Jesse Hooper, who is the deputy sheriff, they're um, girlfriends. They are girlfriends. And, but and here's the thing: is that if this is set in like the seventies, eighties, it makes sense it for was, them not to be like super obvious, right? But they're back obvious. Then, they call but, each other Jess and Trude, and I'm like, and just like the way that they act around each other, it's just like, like okay, it exudes. So we all know, vibes. we all know our, you know, how gay people sit. We all know it. We've all seen it in shows and <laughs> movies and everything. They, there's a scene in one of the episodes, I call it their date night, when they're watching oh, a movie, yeah. and they're both, like, up on the couch, both legs, like, curled up on the couch, leaning on the back of it, just talking and having a And I was like, um, gay? <laughs> Lesbians, please? I love it. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> okay, one of my favorite things throughout the entire se- season is that their grandmother, Gloria insists on calling Frank Francis, which is it's his given so name. Funny. And I don't know about you, but I love the name Francis for a dude. I'd I'd love it. Yeah. What two two of my other favorite characters, uh Frank uh hold on. Hold on. I had it. One second. It's it's there. <laughs> hold on. Um the from Blue Bloods. Oh yeah. I what is his name? No, tell me what his name is. What Francis the No the, the yes. Okay, the commissioner. Frank? Frank. The commissioner. I don't remember his last name now. Um and it's going to drive me insane. Now it's going to drive me insane. I know. Anyways, he's Frank. And then Francis from uh, Rain, if you've seen that. Um, two of my favorite characters named Francis, Frank. Um, and I think she calls the younger, I think she calls him Joseph a few times. Very too. rarely, though. But it's, and because there's a scene with Frank when he's at like a school 
and he's like, oh, it's just Frank. And, and she's like, Frank is sort of a nickname. And I was like, lady, Frank is his preferred name. Thank you very much. Sweetheart. But I do love the name Francis. I do love when people are like, Francis. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I love it. It's amazing. Clearly. Um, and then, of course, because I was crazy, I just wrote mom was unalived. Because that's what they find out. Yeah, because you, t- you said that I was talking when she you was, were writing She was that. talking, and I don't know what you were saying, but I was trying to write it down, and I ended up writing Mom was unalived, and I was like, that's not the correct term for that, but... But that's what everybody it works. is in today. Exactly. Um, so, like, that was, like, you know, the first episode, they find out this mystery, they find out all this stuff has happened, and then, of course, Fenton, who is their father, who I will say this without a doubt, Fenton is hot. He is hot. <laughs> He's a hot dad. And everybody knows this. Uh, but um, he decides to... Well, he doesn't decide. Well, he kind of decides so to So, basically, leave. basically, um, someone comes in and tells him, your your wife was murdered. This is what actually happened. Here's a lead. And he's like... Does she tell him that his wife was murdered? Or does she just it was, say... She says that it was like a mystery. You know, the yeah, something's going on. So, this, he's like... Because his wife was a journalist, exactly. I believe. And, and she was investigating... That, he, that she was working with, it's this lady's nephew, and yeah. he's supposedly missing. So it was this whole big conspiracy, basically. And so he's like, okay, I have to go figure out who this is. So he decides to... Figure out what to, happened to my yeah, wife. So he leaves, um, and we find out this, you know, this is what's going on, and Frank and Joe are kind of like, okay. So they're left with Trudy Yeah, who... And Trudy is an her. artist. Love her. She is a sweet, sweet aunt, sweet lady. She's um, really trying her best. If you, if you, okay, she gives me um, Aunt Jenna vibes from Vampire Diaries. Yeah. If you've ever oh, seen Vampire Diaries, sweet Aunt Jenna, unjust, unjust, unjust killing. killing. I'm still I, pressed about. I, that. I remember us watching that for the first time, so and mad. you were so pissed. I was so mad. It was so funny because like she's not into the show ever at all anymore. But yeah. like you, I stopped watching after because there was a handful of seasons on Netflix when I started watching mm-hmm. it, and then after I finished that. What was, that chunk. What was what, after I finished that chunk on Netflix? I just didn't keep. I just <laughs> never continued watching. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was so funny. Anyways, um, so that's you know those are the kind of vibes you get from Aunt Trudy. Love her. She's a queen. Everything about her and her outfits are gorgeous. I love right. her outfits. She gives kind of like that cottagecore lesbian vibe, which I'm really digging. You know, it's really nice. Um, also with um throughout the season we get their the friends who decide to help them. Yes. Um, so Frank and Joe make friends in the town, uh, a couple of the school kids. So first you have Callie Shaw, who is... Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And she's adorable. And she's this little bookworm who's really friendly and sweet. She wants to be a doctor, I think is what she Yeah, says. she wants to be a doctor. Um, and then you have Chet. I want to say his last name is Morton. I think um, so. And he is... His family owns a farm in town. Mm-hmm. He's dating Callie. They're super sweet. He's adorable. He's really sweet to them. And it's great. Um, and then you have Phil. <laughs> oh, Phil. Phil, I don't know his last name. I do not remember He's it. He's a cutie pie. He is, he is that typical, like, nerd kid who's Talks like, yeah. He's like, you should join the AV club. You know, we just got this new thing. And I'm like, Phil. He's a part Phil. of, like, some, like, junior sailors club it's, or something. It's Sea Cadets, Jillian. Sea Cadets. Get Thank it right. You. Thank you. The Sea Cadets. How, guys, I'm offended for oh, Phil, but whatever. Up. Um, he's a cutie pie. He's always just kind of there, though. Like, he's just, he's just there. He doesn't do much in the no, episodes. I mean, he, he does. And towards the end of the season, he, he does. He figures some stuff out once they really let him in on what's exactly. going on. Um, and then, of course, you have, um, uh, Biff Hooper, who you will get, learn, um, her real name is Elizabeth, but, but when she was in kindergarten, she couldn't say her full name, so it was Elizabeth. Started going by Biff, which, and... In the books, Biff is a dude, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Biff, um, Biff Hooper. Yeah, I think um, we really figured that out when we first watched it. Yeah, so Biff and Joe become fast friends, and then Callie and Frank become fast friends. 
Well, a little bit more than friends, if you're asking me, but you know. Not till the end. Not till the end. It's, um, it's one of you those can... things where it's like, clearly there's something there, but, but obviously she's, also she's dating with someone. Chet, and he's new. But I will say, you know, it, as but much as I... But act on it. As much as I wasn't a fan of the way Chet was kind of handling the situation, like being very jealous and in the kind of like a possessive type of way. And kind of more of kind of like a passive aggressive mm-hmm. way too. Which is not how you need to act in that situation. You should be upfront, you know. But I did appreciate how they both handled it and how they were kind of like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. we can be, you know, and how he even said to Frank when he explained the whole thing to Frank. He's he like, was I like, wish you were you know, more of an asshole. Yeah, I wish you were more of a jerk, you know, and he's just kind of like, but whatever. I will say this though, as I feel like I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on an episode before, but I know that I've said it a few times that whenever like any show pretty, I think this mostly applies to like TV shows is that when you have a couple in the beginning of a show that's dating, chances are very high that they will not be dating by like the end of the show. Yeah. It, they could break up in the first season, second season, third season, whatever, but chances are high that they will not stay together throughout the show unless they're married. Married couples on shows have a higher chance of staying together yeah. through the end. Engaged couples, it can be like 50-50 because they're like they're they have that commitment, but mm. they're also not fully dating couples though it's very rare that you will stay together on shows right like it, if, if they're together in the pilot episode or like the first episode chances are high or they like if they get together, together in the first season chances are they will not be together in the final right. season or or they'll they'll end up together but after breaking up for a period of yeah time. like i mean if you look at uh what? you can look at like almost any tv like show. like we were talking about earlier with vampire diaries she's with stefan in the first half mm-hmm. of the ser- series with Damon in the later half right. of the series. Caroline Caroline is with Ste- with Damon and then Matt and then Tyler and sort of with Klaus and then with Stefan. So like it all it, like you odds are you will not be with the same person. Right. So like when when we knew she was was with Chet, it was kind of like I don't mm. know if we like really like I could tell immediately anything, that Callie and him but were I think in the back of my head I kind of yeah. knew that they weren't going to last. Um and then of course, you know, they meet them and they become they kind of get inducted into this mm-hmm. um Little kind of like detective a, kind agency. Kind of like a Scooby Gang. They, feel I did to it actually. Almost. I literally wrote down Scooby Gang feels. So I just <laughs> right on I, think the money there. I think it's so funny whenever you have like a, a group of kids, like teenagers, in some kind of mystery show. They always get like labeled as like a Scooby Gang. Yeah. Which I think is I don't know why I think it's really funny, um, but I mean it works because it does. you know Scooby Doo. They never really specify how old they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in high school, as far as they. Well, there's like sub incarnations where they're like most of the incarnations. Most of the or like the one that the one that I remember watching that wasn't the original Scooby Doo was the um the one with uh uh Freddie Prince Jr. and the movie and yeah that one is they're older. They're at least in their like twenties. Well, I'm talking about like the like the. Animated, shows. yeah, because there there's a couple I think where like Shaggy has his own place, right? So, and like, then where like Daphne really and Fred are going to be getting engaged just, or something. I just think it's funny that like whenever there's like a group of teenagers yeah. solving a mystery in a show, they're always like at some point somebody Come like labels them as the Scooby Gang. After you, gonna solve that mystery. Okay, um, so then moving on, you know, we meet a lot of new characters, and some of them <laughs> not too fans of, um, not too fans of, not too big fans of. Um, one of them, though, is J.B. Cox, yes. who, okay, which I <laughs> thought this was hilarious. He is played by, I don't remember the actor's name, um, he is played by the actor who played the character Benny 
in the series My Babysitter's a Vampire. Oh, if man, you, that if takes any of you remember that show, Annika it, was obsessed. I was obsessed she with was it. So to obsessed. be fair, though, I was always like, I was into vampires as a you kid. Were, yeah. I, I mean, I have that series, the book series, uh, My Sister the Vampire. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. Um, you were but obsessed. So, so he played Benny in that series, and when I first realized it was him, I was like, Oh hell yes! It's so it's so funny seeing like actors that you grew up watching on TV mm-hmm. in other stuff now that you're older you're like wait a second no you're supposed to be like 18 still. exactly it's kind of trippy you're like oh yeah you're as old as I am or oh yeah that's right you are five years older than me exactly so it's weird it's but like he um JB Cox he kind of it's funny because when he he's introduced in the second episode and when we see him for the first time my immediate reaction every time I see him is D.B. Cooper. I know. Every time. And I'm like, no, that's Loki. It's the wrong character. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we were introduced to him, and he's kind of a... He kind of is a D.B. Cooper feel. Like, he has yeah. that kind of mysterious feel. You know, he jumps out of a plane. No one knows where he is. Mm-hmm. But also... <laughs> on a beach. We are also introduced to the tall man, as they oh, call him. The he man. looks like a fish. I'm just saying. In the first episode <laughs> I see him, I, he looks like a fish. Um, he also... which Okay, I was thinking about this earlier, is... When you see him, like, if you guys watch the show and you see him, he kind of reminds me of a character, of characters that Doug Jones would play. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really, I honestly, I really wish that Doug, Doug Jones would have played him. That would have been But great. I don't think it's, it wasn't probably as big of a role as he was, you know, he as he yeah. would be used well, to in a would, sense. Well, because Doug Jones does more of, like, character, mm-hmm. like, creature. He, exactly. He's like a creature. But actor. he has that, but the character has that kind of feel, you right, know, that right, very right. creepy uh, feel. Um so we're introduced to him, and we also, of course, get a little detective dad moment going on. Fenton being a hottie, <laughs> and I will say this: he is in my hot. He is in the hot dad group. Like he's right up there, right. along with Phil Dunphy. I'm not gonna oh go back on that. Um, so he Fenton is a little detective dad moment going on, going on this quest. I'm gonna call it a quest because that's what quest it is. Quest to find the truth. Yeah, quest to find the murder. Who murderer? Uh, the murder. The murderer. The murderer. The murderer. Um, who unalived their mother. Um, so he goes off, and of course, of course, Frank and Joe are not too pleased. Of course not. But they also, just lost their mom, and now their dad disappeared. Yeah, but also, Trudy's like, I got them. I'll keep them safe. I'll, we'll be okay. Props to her. And, Props to her. Yeah, and her girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I don't know if, like, if, like, one of my siblings left their kids with me for the summer, I don't know if I would be so willing. Here's, here's the thing. If if you or Sarai or Sean left your kids with me for the summer, no. there's a high chance that when you get back, they would be fully immersed in, like, the emo culture. Like, just, like, Broadway emo, emo culture. No, but I would make them listen to, like, Panic! of the Disco and My Chemical Romance all, their, all the time. Like, I just, mean, I'm used to that from you. That is so. true. Um, but props to Trudy and to her girlfriend for, for giving them the support they need. Taking in two teenage boys basically last minute and yeah. just, you know, doing her best. Yeah. Um, I feel you bad know, she, for her She kind of struggles points. a little yeah, bit in is... the beginning when they're, like, not, basically, like, not sharing information with her. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of, like, going out. And then she's, like, getting calls from the police. Like, your nephews are here. She's <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually she's like, you know, we need to set some ground rules. You yeah. guys have to talk to me. Let me know where you're going mm-hmm. so I'm not worrying. And it's And it's great to see because, like... It is true that, you know, teenagers can be difficult, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, think, I mean, I wasn't that difficult no, as a teenager. No, I was. You um, were. I think, because I think Joe is 12 and uh, uh, Frank, Frank is 16. 16. So they are in that stage, you know, mm-hmm. when they're, they can be difficult. I but mean, also, they go you to know, the, they're going to the same school, but I think they have just, like, one school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, we get 
I, I have written on here just airplane deception because that's just like the first oh, like yeah. five minutes of the episode. Because didn't you write at first you just wrote deception, but then you were like, I don't know if I'm going to remember what I'm talking about yeah. here, so I wrote airplane deception. <laughs> yeah, because let's be real. If I write one, we're done. I'm not going to remember a single thing about what that's referring to. Yeah. So I had to write airplane deception. So I, it clicked in my brain that there's something to do with an airplane. Mm -hmm. And then I have creepy guy looks like a fish. And I'm like, okay, I know that was connected to the airplane deception. So obviously we're talking about the creepy guy, J.B. Cox in the airplane. Um, so, with, you know, we get him, you know, getting out of the plane. He jumps out. And, of course, this is when um, Biff and Joe meet him. Um, and he's he doesn't tell them who he is. He just says, you know, like, this has happened. Well, Biff meets him first. Yeah, and he basically and pays Joe, her to, like, get him stuff. Joe follows her from the shop and is, like, because he's 12 and curious. <laughs> yeah. He follows her and finds him, and they both help him not knowing that he's a criminal. Yeah. Um, and okay, I don't know why, but, like, for the next episode, what I wrote down, or for, like, episode three of the show, what I wrote down was just, why are people always wearing shoes in their own home? I don't know what it was in reference to, what scene at it, all. I mean, it, it, it's a question I have. People don't wear shoes in their own home. The only reason our, our dad, dad does is because he's weird. No, because in Peru, they, I'm pretty sure he <laughs> told us that in Peru they had cement, they have cement flooring, but so also, they have to wear shoes. I don't know how much I trust that, because this is our dad. <laughs> this is our this dad. Is true. But... I mean, it, yeah, it's it's like, I don't wear shoes in my house. I, I wear barely socks wear socks in my own home. I just don't like my own feet, so I wear socks. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't like my feet being cold, so I wear socks. Or I cuddle up in a blanket. Um, but, like, people wearing shoes in their house, like, I tell me, like, do you guys wear shoes in your own home? Because if you do... I know, yeah, it's, it's like, weird. I know there obviously there are some cultures that it's like, you do not wear shoes in the yeah, house. But, like, who, like, who walks around? But, like, who around? genuinely will walk around wearing, like, full-on tennis shoes my biggest, house? My biggest issue is when you see characters who wake up, they get dressed just to walk around the house. Like, they put on jeans, they put on a t-shirt, they do their hair, they put on tennis shoes, and then they're just walking around the house. I don't put on actual clothes unless I have to go outside. I, yeah, exactly. I, like, no. Why would you do that? What normal person gets fully I dressed just to stay at home? I don't understand. I don't understand I mean, it. I'm sure there are some people that do. Sometimes I do. Here's the thing. I will stay dressed if I'm already, if, like, I already went out and then I come home. I, sometimes I won't t change out my oh, jeans. Oh, no. I, I Like, sometimes I'll just stay in my jeans because I, I, it's fine. Like, I don't care. I'm, like, as soon as I get home, I'm, like, sweatpants yeah. and my in my hoodie that's yeah. how i like it and then of course you know i don't know what the shoes was in reference to but obviously there was a scene where someone was wearing shoes obviously in their house. it stuck out to you yes um <laughs> everything does at this point though uh -huh. but then of course i have just written lesbians because they're all that matters in this show and i will I say really, i really i need them to get be... more scenes of them even if it's not like a confirmation because obviously you know in the 80s it wasn't you know ex really acceptable mm -hmm. so I'm not expecting to get them in, like, an open relationship, but that doesn't mean that I... That doesn't mean we can't get cute, like, like make-out date night at their house. Yeah, just, like, cute moments of them and then, in like, private, here's you know? the thing. Here's what I need. I need them to be having a cute date night, and then they start, like, making out, and they're giggling and laughing, and then all of a sudden the door opens, and Frank and Joe, they're like, hey, Aunt Trudy, we got... And they're just like, oh, oh, okay, and Joe's just like, nope, nope, and he just books it upstairs, and Frank is like, you could have put a sock on the door at least, and they're just kind of like... Ah, and they run upstairs and Trudy's like, just like, night. Because, like, I don't think it's been confirmed. But, okay. About the characters, the, but that's, I let mean, me, let people, me, people will let me confirm. Let me confirm something to you. The amount of times that we have them just calling each other and going, hey, it's me. You don't say, hey, it's me, unless you, you know that they're going to know who it is. Like, unless you know 
that they're going to be like, oh, that's who's calling. Like, imme- like that is always who's yeah, calling. Yeah, because I don't think they had caller ID no. back then. And then, and then, the amount of times that it's just like, there's, there's one Wait, scene, did they I have think, caller ID in the 80s? Dude, I don't know. We weren't born yet. Anyways, like, there's a scene of them when I think Frank or Joe was like, it wasn't Jesse coming over? Weren't you guys having a, you know, weren't you guys going to do something? And she's just like, yeah, I thought so. And I'm like... <laughs> Girlfriends. That's all there is to it. Like, yes, they maybe best friends. They definitely give off But they give off vibes. girlfriend vibes. Like, come on. So I on. definitely want to see more, like, scenes of them. Maybe solving a mystery. That would be fun. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be Jesse freaking out again. Or maybe it's going to be Trudy freaking out again. But someone freaking out and them just comforting each other. Just being sweet. Or maybe even being, like, one of them being super nervous. And, like, the kids are like, hey, it's okay. We support you. Kind of, like... Give it to me. Or give one of them wearing a rainbow shirt. I don't care. <laughs> Something. That would um, be nice. It would be nice. Um, also, okay, and I... It's funny because um, the show reminds me a lot of Stranger Things. Yeah. Mainly... I think mainly because it's set in the 80s and mm-hmm. there's, like, the mystery. But also... I think, like, some of the music, too. Also, there's the fair that they have. Yeah. Which I really wish, like, big fairs were still a thing. Here's like, the thing. I'm pretty sure there's a fair going on right now by my work. Probably. But there's, I've never been to it. Like, of course, there's, like some fairs that are going yeah, on like we have, we have, a, we have one... a fair every summer in like august yeah i've never been to it though i, I want to go i went years ago with a friend i went i went to like oaks amusement park but that's yeah. not a fair well, I did you know too. um i want to go to a real fair and they have this and we should try to go this year we should and they're in this there's a fight at the fair that breaks mm-hmm. out you know joe gets involved with the the tall man you know he's chasing after joe because and... he has this this like oh yeah yeah the big thing the big from... mystery behind all of this <laughs> I should should put this out there is there's there's this piece that they call that it's just a piece that's what they keep that was it. hidden inside this golden idol, idol head that Joe broke yeah and it popped out and it's basically it's kind of like a good luck charm at this point that's what at least that's what Joe considers it is yeah a good, good because luck basically charm. he uses it and he wins at all of these fair games and, you're, Which, and I mean if if anybody you know, who's been to a fair those things are rigged very highly so possible. Um, so, like, this, the I got basic... A, I got a sympathy <laughs> prize once at a fair, because I didn't win the game, and I tried so hard. It was one of the strength ones where you have to use the hammer. Why would you try that? I don't know. I was like... You probably, you probably weigh less than the freaking hammer. Okay, shut up. You no, know it's true. I tried to use it, and I couldn't, like, I hit the thing. Like, it went up fairly, uh, you know, good, good height. But I didn't hit the bell. It's but the guy gave me a sympathy prize anyways. It was like this little fat stuffed cow thing. I still have it. Oh my gosh, I remember that actually. I remember you yeah, coming it's over like that. this little round stuffed cow. I still uh-huh. have it. Um, sympathy prize. Yeah, and this big fight breaks out, and it's be over this this piece, this uh, what they call the Estabrook piece, because basically it's this kind of good they, luck well, charm in a sense. Because the, they call it the eye. And the it's, eye, three, yeah. it's three separate pieces that all come together to make one big piece. And so basically each eye. family has one. And so this one is the Estabrook piece that they've been looking for for like 20 something years or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it's the, it's the biggest part. Maybe 30 part, years. Yeah, it's like the biggest part of this of, of this first season is like they're looking for this piece. Everyone's trying to get it. People are being killed. People, you know, are being hunted down and Houses whatnot. are being bro- broken into. Yeah, so it's it's a big thing. Um. And it's so like the tall the man, thing. the tall man is looking for, you know, he's going he's after a hired, them. basically a hired gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this whole thing happens at this fairground. Um, and at one point they, um, J.B. Cox and the tall man go at it. They're going at each other and J.B. electrocutes him. <laughs> um, and he electrocutes him and then he's in the hospital and he wakes up 
He's just like, oop, nope, I'm not dead. I'm right here. Which, like, no. Supernatural? Not a fan. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's incredible that this man survives. It really is, dude. Like, I mean, but he's a big guy. He's, like, so. superhuman almost. Mm-hmm. He, uh, it's just, like, it's creepy. I don't know. Um, he looks creepy. He does. He has, like, white hair, and it's all slicked back. Not to say that white hair slicked back is creepy on everyone. I mean... Uh, just this guy. Just this guy. Um, but, like, so this whole thing happens, and it makes me weary affairs, I will say. That's why the, the, you gotta stick together. Mm, true. Don't go off alone. Yeah. And, of course, I have... I, I don't know. I have some similar traumas. R? Can? What? I don't know what I wrote down. Hold on. I don't know if that's a can or R. <laughs> no, don't read my book. Similar traumas. Can? I, it doesn't matter. I think it's bring can. People together. Can bring people together. I don't know what I even wrote. Um, and I believe this is in reference to Callie and um, Frank talking about their past. You know, his mom right. died. Her mom left when she was a child. So it's a big thing, you know. Yeah. Which is, I think, the start of seeing them kind of forming a bond. You know, right. they kind of... they they. What's the word? They they bond over this trauma. Right. They and kind then of also they're both you know applying to this really prestigious the, uh, prep school. Uh, that, was it the Rosegrave Academy? Rosegrave Academy that um, Frank's grandmother Gloria is you know a I don't want to say benefactor. I don't think that's the right word, but you know she's because you know, her I believe it was her, her like basically like that whole like, like her great grandfather or something is the one that started the school right so it's like he's a legacy of sorts yeah. so she's like convincing him to apply to the school so he, and Callie's applying as well mm -hmm. so then they have that that they're bonding over and they find more of the mystery at this school exactly so it's a big thing um, it's like their mom we find out that their mom they basically pick up where she left off with mm -hmm. her her, her research yeah. and her her uh Diving into this mystery yeah. surrounding the town and the mm -hmm. families and the school and yeah. everything. And I will say, like, the person who was responsible for her death you will not expect it. No. Whatsoever. Mm -mm. It doesn't... I, I completely forgot from the I first time I watched it. So I was like, oh, damn. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, this fight at the fair happens. Biff and Joe, they get rescued sort of, in a sense, by JB when he electrocutes the dude. Mm -hmm. um, runs off. Of runs course. off. Um, and then the next episode, I think like the very first scene of the next episode, um, is when, so when Frank and Joe and their father, when they moved to Bridgeport for the summer, Frank had a girlfriend. Her name was Emma, I believe, or Emily, <laughs> which, um, no, it was Emma because she's the other character she plays that we love her as is Emily, Emily. from the next step. And okay. If you have not seen the next step, I'm going to put it in there right now. Go watch it. We have not finished the whole show. The only season, the only, we only cared about the one through four. Yeah, because that's, that's got all the ones we love in it. Yes. Um, so it was Emily from The Next Step, who is my queen. We love her. It's funny, though, because I remember... I we didn't like her have the to, first... I have to say this. Like, I, when I... Because I started watching it first. Yeah. Because I, I was watching it, and I only got, like, a few episodes in, I think. And right. I was like, I was like, I hate Emily. Michelle's great. Emily's such a snot. I don't like her. <laughs> and, and then, then we flip And then I got Jillian into watching it. Yeah. And once we got farther, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I love her. I love her so much. I want her to be my queen. Let me just say, when we watched that show... We had a we have, we have a tendency to binge like oh, nobody's business. Yes. It got to the point where like we were like there was like six episodes left or something, and it was like eleven thirty at night. She was, she was like, okay, if they win this, if they win this competition, we'll watch the next one. If they win, and we'll Jillian watch was the like, Jillian one. was like, yeah, of course, okay, cool. Not realizing that <laughs> they were gonna win. That every they were going to win because 
the show is about them, so they're obviously gonna keep winning. Yeah, spoiler, to get you know, to spoiler the for end. that show. But so it was, it was a thing, you know. Um, anyways, anyways, so she was in it, and so immediately I was like, yes. But she breaks up with Frank because she's like, I don't know who you are anymore. You're not talking to me. You're, you're not, not telling me things. Back. Yeah, I don't know when you're coming back, and they're just kind of like, We're okay. growing apart. Uh huh. Long distance. Sucks. Exactly. Which I mean, I don't think there's there's that much distance between I don't them, honestly. Know how far away um, the two places are, but. Also with this, um, Joe, when he was helping JB, he gave him, he brought his toolbox to help him fix up his radio, which included a soldering iron that had his name engraved onto the side of it. Because he likes and engraving Yes, things. his quote is just, I like to engrave things, all right? And I'm like, that is such a kid thing to say. It really is. He even says, he's like, I don't want to go to kid jail. <laughs> I don't want to go to kid jail. I, just, like, I love when kids, they don't just like, they always will add like kid as a descriptor for stuff. They're like, I don't want to go to kid jail, or we had a, a girl that we used to take care of that she was like, it's kid Spanish, and we're like, no, no it's not even Spanish. Um, <laughs> so it was just, you know, I just think it's cute he's just, kids do that. And he's adorable, and he was just so worried, um, and I had to write this down because there's they there's a typewriter scene in one of the episodes, and I was like, I okay, I had to do an escape room a couple weeks ago, and there was a typewriter that we had to use in it, and I was like, I I didn't realize how much strength it took to push down those buttons all the way. Because, <laughs> like, I couldn't push it. So another guy had to push it for us. But, like, I could, the strength it takes to push those buttons, man. Unless we just got a really crappy typewriter. That could have been the problem. Um, okay, just so... I'm just going to say, though, Biff and Joe, throughout the entire season, they're super cute. Um, but, like... They're such cute friends. And I, had, I was talking to Jillian about this, and I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that they are going to end up dating in high school or college. Like, one of one or the other. Like, they're going to end up... It. They're going to end up, like, going, you know, being best friends through high school, and then college, they're like, hey, maybe we should go on a date. Mm-hmm. And then they end up dating and getting married. Like, it'd be really cute. It would be. Um, but, like, they're just the best of friends, and it's so funny. It's so funny how kids can immediately just become best friends with each other like, oh yeah it doesn't you don't even know each other and then one one second you don't know each other and the next second you're best friends and it's mm-hmm. so funny to me it's like they say in high school musical you know how you're in kindergarten you don't know a kid and then five minutes later you're playing like you've known each other for for your entire life um but they're like super cute throughout this um and, and basically every episode that i have i took notes on and i'm gonna say i had to take notes on every episode because i knew that i was gonna forget things mm-hmm. um I basically every single episode I have I'm talking about Jesse and, and Trudy and how they're girlfriends because this I think this is I think no that's not date night date night's not until later um um but like one of my favorite things is how perfectly they um they show being a family like mm-hmm. the amount of times that Joe and Joe and Frank just like get on each other's nerves especially and are shouting like, each other especially like in the beginning of the first episode when they're like playing the video games and yeah. they're like you know calling each other names and stuff yeah. and like jumping on each other and, tackling each and other for, it's like we do that yeah and then one of the episodes there there's a scene where they're upstairs and Trudy's downstairs and they're just shouting they're shouting yeah. down the stairs yeah. to each other they're not even bothering to go downstairs they're just shouting which is we tend to do that too oh yeah like Jillian will be downstairs and she'll be telling me a story as I'm walking upstairs I can hear her voice slowly getting louder because she knows I'm going upstairs <laughs> so she has to get louder so I can hear her yeah. Which is like it's so funny, and then her voice doesn't doesn't lower when I come back downstairs. So then I have to tell her to be quiet because I don't realize. Yeah, um, and like them shouting through the house is something that we've done in our entire mm-hmm. life, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, and like 
I know there's like more to Gloria. Like you learn more about Gloria and who she is and why she does the things she does. But, but like, it doesn't justify. It doesn't justify any of the stuff she, that she does. does. It's like she's choosing this power over her family. Yeah, which is like really, really ridiculous. It is really dumb. Um, but, I mean, would I choose power over you guys? Oh, whatever. Here's the thing. I, I would choose power. I would start choosing power, and then they'd be like, "Here's the power," and I'd be like, "Psych!" And then I'd be like, <laughs> "Jail for you, sucker!" And it'd be great. Um. And okay, so Rosegrave, like I mentioned earlier, is this school, you know, that Callie and Frank want to go to. Well, Callie does. Frank's still kind of iffy. Yeah. And they have a test, of course. Um, this test involves an escape room. Basically. At the end of the, their end of the testing, they have to do an escape room, essentially, which even, which unlocks even more mysteries. Because mm-hmm. um, they find a, a hidden room while they're trying to find the key to get out of the room. Exactly. And the entire time that they had one of those moments where they were, like, in the in the secret room that they found, this hidden room, the all that we were thinking about was was Avatar. And just secret, secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountains. It's just, I don't know why, it just kept popping into my head. And it works. Um, and I think it was Joe. Yeah, there's a moment when Joe, and he's just like, I love secret doors. And I was like, me too, Joe. <laughs> Me too. And he's very good at picking locks as mm-hmm. well, which and we see we see it a several few times. times. Yeah. yeah. And then of course I don't know who I think it was Frank that says it. There's one point where Frank says something. They're talking about something, and Frank just goes "age before ugly," and I was like, yeah. "That's such a big that's such a big it like really is a big a, sibling thing to it say." It is. It's such a sibling thing. It really and it's like it's perfect because it shows them being actual siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, that's, like, one of my favorite things when you see, because obviously, you know, growing up with three siblings, when I'm watching TV, I want to see siblings acting like siblings, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them being super respectful and lovey-dovey. I want to see them throwing down exactly. and calling each other names, because that, to me, is what a sibling mm-hmm. is, is somebody who, yes, they have your back, but also they will kick you when you're down already, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. I, know. I just wrote down the jacket, and I don't know what that means. I, I don't. And know. then I wrote down Justin the neighborhood, and I I don't know. I don't, I don't I know mean, why I write things down. First thing I can think of with jacket is the sheriff's jacket because it was torn. Yes, thank you. That's what it is. Because that's what they the, were like basically trying to set a trap to figure out who was you know buying this this piece this, this piece. Esterbrook piece and. Turns like, out it doesn't go how they planned, but then they find a scrap of fabric, they get it and looked at. That is exactly why I wrote that. They down. find out uh, Joe and Biff find that it belongs to an old a coat belonging to the sheriff. Oh, the I chief. know who I know what Justin the neighborhood meant. <laughs> it was when I because I have on here why are they such girlfriends? Because there's a scene where Jesse shows up at, at uh, Trudy's door and she knocks and she's like, ah, and she's just like, what are you doing here? And she was like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. Oh and I'm gosh. like, girl, you could have been patrolling somewhere else. So I, that's that's what it was. <laughs> gotcha. That's, at first, my very first thought was like, who's Justin? I was like, there's someone in the show named Justin. And I was like, nope, nope, I got what it means. Yeah. I realized because I put asterisks around it, which meant it was a quote. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they find out that, you know, the jacket was belonged to the, the, to sheriff, the sheriff. So Ezra. now they know that He's involved mm-hmm. somehow. so Because, you know, this whole time they're like, we don't know who to trust in this town mm-hmm. other than, like, our close friends. And, of and course, of course Biff, Biff, you know, her mom is on the police force. And she's like, well, if you can't trust my mom, I'm not, I'm not going to stop you guys from doing what you're doing. But I'm not going to join you if you're going to not 
you know trust my mother and so they're like okay but then eventually you know they all come around and mm-hmm. uh, Biff ends up confiding in Jesse a little about a little bit of it yeah. about what's going on oh and then um we also uh this is also the, the last episode with the tall man the tall man yes. is run down mowed down by, by a teenage uh, girl Stacy Stacy Barker Baker evil something she is evil but she's hot evil so. and uh and Callie pretty much picks up on it immediately, immediately. I mean good on to be fair though a majority of it is just jealous like yeah. she's just jealous of because it's like she's Stacey. got these feelings for Frank but obviously she's not gonna act on them because she's with Chet but she's also like I don't want somebody else yeah to be and with Chet him. picks up on it Chet yes. does he's just kind of like are you just do you not like her do you not like her because she's hanging out with Frank and and She's just like, jealous? What? What? Okay. And I'm like, honey, it's obvious. You're jealous, obviously. Um, And uh, mind you, because Fenton is still gone, Mm -hmm. the boys get to go back to school. Yeah. Which, I mean, like. They weren't super jazzed about. Although, okay, can I just say, the fact that they had lockers and I didn't in high school drives me nuts. Well, it was the 80s. Yeah, I know, but like, come on, man. Lockers I don't think are there so are cool. too many high schools these days that have lockers. I, Although, so, like, I guess it depends on the area, because I'm pretty sure that I heard that the reason why they got rid of lockers in our, our area, and like at our school, is because they were like, it's something like kids, what I, it'd be less likely for kids to like hide drugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, what I heard was that they got rid of the lockers at our school because kids were hiding like drug paraphernalia and drugs in their lockers. And, and they I'm like, to, like, I was like, I'm like, why would kids like take it out of their backpack and put it in their locker where it's easily found they would keep it on their person you would be surprised how dumb high school kids can this be though this is true this is like true. i mean so i'm pretty sure that's what i heard why why they got rid of lockers you know what's funny though i was thinking about this is it makes sense why they were so like you know panicky about it because i think i remember one time in high school like one of the security guards had to come into our classroom to like do a search because someone was said to have like drugs and like a lighter on them which were like not okay at the school and i remember that one of the people in the class who was sitting next to me was like, it's me. And I was like, I'm... Mm. I knew a kid in school and, like, who had a lighter And, like, they basically within. shoved a lighter down my uh, down my shoe, my boot. Oh, my god! They were like, keep it for me. And I was like, it's a lighter. And I was kind of like... And they asked me, and I was like, what? And then they left. They found what they wanted or whatnot. Right. But I was like, That's cool. Crazy. I mean, I knew a kid in high school that had a lighter on him. He tried. To, he asked me if he could light my hand on fire once. <laughs> I was like, why would I let you do that? You know what's so funny, though? It might have been in middle school because we were on the bus because I didn't ride the bus in high school. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? Is if a kid were to ask me in middle school, hey, can I light your hair on fire? I would say yes. I'd be like, like, yeah, if I can light your hair on fire, that's awesome. No, this kid, I think we were on the bus and he's like, hey, can I light your hair on fire? And I was like, (laughs) no. Which also, like, speaking of, like, lighting hair on fire and whatnot, there is, um, there's a scene in it where Biff and Joe are in science class and they're doing experiments with, like, Bunsen burners and stuff. And I was like, I, I never did that in high school. Ever. I think, no, no I had one chance. I think chance, it depended on your science class. I had like, one chance when I was when in the I was lab. In, but when I was didn't. in middle school, we did some, like, experiments with, like, gases and things I don't like think that we did when many. I was in middle school. But I think it depended on your class. Yeah, because, like, in, I don't remember what I did in middle school science-wise. I know that in high school, though, I had, like, because high school I only did biology. I think I did biology and anatomy were the two classes that I did. Right. Because I, think I, did, thing, I think I did bio and maybe I don't I didn't take science all four years because I don't think I had to. Mm-mm. I did because <laughs> I'm going to say this. I um 
I failed biology my freshman year, <laughs> so I had to take my uh, my sophomore year passed. I took I, uh, my freshman failed year. another class my junior year. Had to take it my senior year, Girl, and I took anatomy. Didn't graduate. I I was I, I'm pretty sure I had like a 1.5 GPA yeah, in my almost, senior year. She, thankfully, she did. But I she did. Almost did not. But anatomy. Let me say, I was that one. I was one of like the. 30 something kids yeah, who was, was like vying for anatomy to be a thing not and then I failed it so it also wasn't a super popular class it wasn't I think I don't even think they do it anymore honestly no um but like we never did science experiments like them like we didn't have the goggles we didn't have the lab codes and whatnot here's it's funny because I remember doing stuff like that in middle school like I have some videos of me I actually have a video of me somewhere in middle school maybe it was high school I don't remember now. I can't remember if it was middle school or high school. But I was, like, wearing goggles because I had, a, like, like two yardsticks taped together. Oh, yeah. a little, like, one of those, like, little flame candles mm-hmm. holding it up to a balloon because there was, like, gas in it trying to, like, you know, blow the balloon up. And it's an interesting video. Yeah. But, like, we Anyways. didn't do stuff like that. And, yeah. I, and I love that they're doing it. And my favorite, my favorite interaction in that episode is with Biff and Joe when they're doing this science experiment and he's just like careful it might blow up and she's like that's the that's the fun when it does blow up and I was like same Biff yeah same yeah that is me it's yeah I I don't know it always makes me wish that we had more fun experiments like that in science yeah class. um oh and also okay so they there's a moment when um this is the date night that I was talking about they have a date night and I actually I wrote it down because it was important to me nobody sits on a couch like that if they're straight definitely gay have to be they have to be (laughs) they have to be gay I'm just I like I'm putting it they have to be it makes sense um but also we were introduced to their murder board in this episode and love uh, a good murder board yes two of my favorite characters have murder boys murder boards Frank Hardy and Styles Stolinski. So Ooh. it works. It works out great. Um, I love it. There's one in Castle, too. There's one in Castle. But I mainly think about uh, yeah, I know. Styles. I know. Um, why did I... For some reason, I just wrote Dun Dun Dun, and I don't know what that's a reference to either. I guess how the episode ended. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Isn't it because she found it at the end of the episode? Was it that episode? It might have been that episode when Trudy found uh, their murder board. Because she was like... I'm a detective. I come from a family of detectives. I'm going to do what I do best. Snoop. Yeah, and I was like, So she starts yes. looking around and finds the murder board. Mainly because, like, her and Jesse, uh, the girlfriends that they are, were talking about how their children basically are not cooperating <laughs> and, like, going behind their backs and doing stuff. Obviously doing like, something sketchy. I was like, yeah, you're right, Trudy. They are doing something sketchy. And so are you, which is denying your feelings for your girlfriend. <laughs> so um, let's get on that, ma'am. Um, anyways... I, and this is when I wrote down about the boys, because they can cry like nobody's business. Oh, yes. It's mainly Joe. Like, you mainly see mm-hmm. Joe crying. And that, I mean, he is 12, so it makes sense right. that he's a little bit more emotional. Yeah, teenage, like, teenage boys are more likely to kind of try to conceal their emotions. Yeah. But, like, the preteen, you know, but kids. But it's like, hey, it's okay to show yeah. your emotions. Um, it's okay to be vulnerable. Exactly. Um, and it was Girls a great, like a it's a great scene. Guy. It's a great moment. I don't remember what scene it is. Um, I don't either. And we just... We just, just watched, watched it. it. Um, and then, of course, I just have Aunt Trudy. I love you so much because I do. I do love you so much. To be fair, I think I was doing, like, five other things at the same time while we were watching the show. I think that's just because we were... Oh, no, no. I, no, be, yes, because um, they, they went to the secret tunnel again, so I just wrote secret tunnel 2.0. Ah. Um, and then, of course, I wrote out the science experiment because um, I want to do that. 
Um, and fun. of course, this is when um, this is when Frank and uh, Stacy start getting closer, mm-hmm. and Callie, of course, is like, not um, happy. not okay. So she and tries like, to figure out you what's can, going on. And, like, here's the thing. I give her props for trying to be a good friend. Like, trying to be like, hey, I care about you. I wanna, I'm want i looking out for you. But also, she's a little jealous. And I'm like, Callie, girl, you have a boyfriend. Right. Let's go back to him. And the, the cookies that his mother made right. for you, too. So if, sweet. If a mother makes me cookies, I am sticking with that man until my dying day. <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect <laughs> her like cookies. that. If they're, if they're good, good, good cookies. cookies. I will not disrespect her like that. And if... Like, I mean, most cookies are good cookies, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, you see more of Joe and Biff being best friends while they're in school. They're just, such cute friends. They're so cute. And, they're okay, so there's a moment um, in, I think, like, the second to last episode, or maybe the third to last, um, where, uh, yeah, because it's um, when Joe and Biff, when, like, Biff gets basically, like, they're they're searching in this secret tunnel at their grandmother's right. house, and Biff gets like stuck inside because she has the key. Joe needs the key to get her out, so they yeah. find a way to get the key, and he like lets her out, and she, and it's Joe and uh, Phil oh. that are standing there waiting for her, and they she comes out, and her and her and Joe hug, and they have this moment, and then she looks over at Phil, and then they kind of all like scatter, and I was like twelve year olds, I was like nervous people, Cutie it's pies. so cute. Um, and also you get, um, like, uh, what was it? I, like their, their phones that they have, the corded phones. I'm like, I don't even remember us having a corded phone. I, there's a, we have a picture. There's a picture of little me. I'm pretty sure that there's a picture of me as a, as a small child with a corded phone. Yeah. The only time I remember having. I think it's over there. The only, the only phones I remember us having are like the ones that had like the little answering machine dock thing yeah. and it would sit on it and charge. Yeah. Like, that's all I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't think phones. I remember corded phones, but I think there's a picture of me. Yeah, I don't one. remember. The only corded phones I remember are in, are in the high schools. Yeah. I think they even still have them now. Just Probably because it's just easier. Yeah. Um, But, like, having a corded phone, I can't even imagine how difficult it was. Because I, I barely can handle the fact that our phones at work have to... Are, the ones... Actually, no. The ones at work are corded. Yeah, so is ours. And I hate it because we used to have ones... You can't go anywhere with it. I know. We used to have ones that were... You could just sit on the dock and you would take it around because me and Sarah used to just slip it in our apron pocket and take it around with us because it was easier to answer the phone like that. Um, no, so, ours, but, we like, have they one in the con- We have one in the concession stand, and, but, it, you know, it's got a cord with it. So, it's like... Yeah. People will call asking about stuff, like, about, like, movie times, and it's like, give me a second so I, you know, can check or whatever. So you have to, like, put it on hold and put it back down. Because yeah. if you try to take that <laughs> with you while you check the computer screens, that whole thing's just Actually, I did have the phone, like, fall one time because I was, like, oh, I was I've, on the phone, I've... and I, like, I went to go put something back in, like, my back pocket, so I put my arm, like, over the cord to put it back, and I yanked, and the f- entire thing went, like, down, oh, yeah. and I, like, caught it. I've, had the, like, I've mm. had the phone base fall out of the cabinet, too, because I... I didn't realize how short the cord was, and so I tried to walk, and the whole thing just went whoop. Yeah. And, of course, and I, because they're concerned girlfriends in this episode, mm-hmm. um, Jesse and Trudy, they're concerned very, girlfriends very for each other. Um, and one of my favorite moments is when I think it's Trudy and Biff are talking. Not Biff. No, Trudy and Frank are talking. Um, and they're sitting on the couch just having a conversation, and she, she brings up the fact that, like, um, stuff like this can hurt your relationships. Mm-hmm. And she's mentioning Jesse. And I'm like, gay. <laughs> gay. Gay. All the time. That's all that matters. Um, and it just works out so well. Because, like, you can't... 
they, they can't act like that with each other and not be gay. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they're not gay for each other. <laughs> and I yeah. accept it wholeheartedly without a shadow of a doubt. To be fair, though, I tend to get attached to gay couples really fast. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't blame me, right? I don't as much. There are some that I'm like, yes. All the way. All the way. I think mostly if it's like, if I know that the characters are gay, I get more attached. Yeah. If Mine. it's, if like, if it's like up in the air with their sexuality, like canon, like canonically. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm not as attached but, like, I no. love them no matter what. So. Oh, I know you do. You see, you see the gay in pretty much everything. I mean, because there is gay in pretty much I've, everything. I've started, I've started seeing it more yeah. over the last, like, couple of years. But, yeah. um, anyways. And then, of course, there's, of course, uh, Stacy. And one of my least favorite tropes, and I hate it. It happens in every, like, rom-com or something. Is So, Stacy and... Um, Frank are at this little diner oh, place I think and they're I know talking. What you're talking about. Yes, they're talking. Mm. And she has there's a moment when she goes and she walks around the table and she sits on the bench next to him and they're talking and she leans in and she kisses him. While she's kissing him, Callie sees them through the window. Uh. Mind you, her and Chet have now broken up. Right. They're no longer together. She sees them kissing and then walks away. <sighs> and and she brings it up to, to Frank later. About mm-hmm. her, about him and Stacy, and they're kind of get all passive aggressive with each other. And I was like, <laughs> communication, mm-hmm. please. And like people, my my one of my least favorite tropes is that that misconception or miscommunication between couples when like one they see someone supposedly flirting with the other one, and, and it becomes thing. like a whole thing. I feel like we've mentioned this before. The miscommunication trope would be so much better if it was used less for drama and more for comedy. Yeah, you know, like. Mm-hmm miscommunication because somebody said this but they actually did this funny thing like no okay it, it's, there was like a llama thing like a llama story that i read that yeah. somebody was like well, their boss or something well there's no okay there was one that i'm thinking of that where they use it for comedy instead in uh in Shit's creek when <laughs> there's an episode where they they find a pregnancy test in the trash yeah. and immediately they think it's alexis yeah. they think it's that alexis is pregnant it's not it's moira um, not Moira. No, no, it's, uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn shit, who's the, like, the wife of the mayor or whatever. Um, it's her. But they think it's Alexis. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, <laughs> when, when, um, when Johnny goes to talk to her about it, she thinks that he's talking about her enrolling in college, which she hadn't told him about yet, but she told David. <laughs> yeah. So she thinks he's talking about college. He thinks... He thinks that she's talking about her pregnancy. So she has this whole thing when she's just like, well, if I don't like it, I'll just, I'll just get rid of it and move on. And he's just like, Ugh. he's like, no. And she's just like, no, it's okay. It's fine. And he's just like, oh my gosh. And then they realize later and they kind of call, it all culminates See, in the big and thing. And that's where the communi- miscommunication, I'm fine with it because mm. it's funny. But when it's like used in like every single show, every single couple has some miscommunication drama because they don't talk to each other. I'm like, why? If you look at if you're in a relationship, you should be talking to each if other. If you look at any Hallmark movie, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a miscommunication. I mean, they're getting, the they're getting better they're getting about better. it now. They are, yes. they are some of their more maybe, recent. Maybe ones. they've seen our uh, maybe they've seen our tweets or listened I mean, to our podcast. Some of, them, some of the more recent ones have been getting better. It's mm-hmm. like there might be like a moment of it, but then the other one is kind of one of them is kind of like, well, you know, maybe. Maybe I was too hard, so yeah. they, like, go talk, or, like, and there's, like, a third party that intervenes, and I'm like, But, yes. like, come on, man. Um, and then, of course, okay, so during this whole thing, obviously, Biff and Joe are, like, searching. They're searching for whatever they can. You know, I think, so the big majority of this part is that Joe, because they, they found 
a way, they know of a way to destroy the eye, to yes. get rid of it, and to stop it from hurting anyone. Basically, not a, necessarily like seeing into the future. Well, kind of. Kind, it's basically a way to control the world in a basically. sense. Basically, and so they're like, nobody should be able to have this. But power. here's the thing: so Frank wants to keep it because he he thinks that they can do good with it. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe wants to like, get no, rid of it because he doesn't want anyone to have it because he thinks it's more dangerous than it is, or he thinks it's. As dangerous as it seems, I guess. Right. Um, and so he convinces Biff to go with him and go to what they call Demon's Paw or Demon's Claw or something. Demon's Paw. Demon's Paw and um, get rid of it because that's where they think it is to get rid of this piece. So they're going and they end up falling down into a shaft, a mine shaft. And of course, I just wrote, we're going down, down. Because they are. <laughs> they went down, down, down. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, nobody knows where they are. Yeah, which because also, they are twelve, which um, then leads to Jesse being pissed. Oh, she's yeah. pissed because Biff is not home. She doesn't know where she is, freaking out. And then of course, mom and dad start fighting, and Jesse and Trudy start fighting, and I don't like it. I mean, mom and mom start fighting that too, but you know, let's be <laughs> nah, real. I get you. I Jesse's get you. a Jesse's a butch, so it makes sense. And it's just like. It was so, it's so hard to watch that scene because I'm like, no, she doesn't even know what's going on. So stop. It's fine. Um, But then there's all this miscommunication. And then, but luckily, luckily, um, they make up at the end, sort of, because they end up telling Jesse what's going on. Yeah, because they, well, because Frank and Callie Callie end up finding, uh, because they, they talk to... Their grandmother. Well, yeah, they talk to the grandmother. They, you know, they find out all this stuff that, you know, about the mystery, basically, Mm -hmm. about the families and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, Frank talks to... What's her face? Yeah, um, she's basically a... Stacy. Stacy, thank you. And basically gets her to tell him... Where where the entrance entrance is. is That her father had for these Mine mine shafts. Because all three of the families, they didn't trust each other, so they all had their own entrances... And so him and Callie go, and they find where Joe and Biff are, mm-hmm. and they manage to get them out, thankfully. Yeah. There is, I will say, there is a, they do find a dead body down in the shafts. Oh, yeah. And instead of writing skeleton, for some reason, I wrote skeletor. <laughs> I wrote skeletor dead body. El skeletor. El skeletor. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, though, in this episode is between uh, Biff and Joe when they're down there, and they're trying to, they're basically trying to figure out how to get out. And, uh... There's a scene when he's, like, going through her backpack, and he's like, you brought tomato soup, but you didn't bring rope. You brought tomato soup and gum, and she's just like, look, I was in my, it was in my locker. It's what was in my locker, and we didn't exactly have time to go shopping. And I was like, I mean, everyone in every adventure movie miraculously has a wad of rope with Right, them. right. So I love that I mean, she, she did have twine. She did have twine. Did, was not, it was useful, though, at one point. It was useful. Because he wraps it around the walkie-talkie that they have that they're communicating with Frank right. with, and he uses it to lead him back to where That's right. you know to get her, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was so wonderful. Um, it is very <clears throat> realistic. So it's like, yeah, it's like when you go on spontaneous adventures, you don't always have time to go shopping. Exactly. Um, and with all of this, um, Fenton. It, so he, Fenton is in a few of the episodes. Um, because obviously he's off doing his own thing, trying to find this guy. He finds him. He makes sure he's safe. They find out all this other information. And then he returns. One of the sweetest scenes. So J.B. Cox is upstairs in um, uh, Joe's room. Funny, funny, funny scene. Uh, uh, Trudy decides, she's like, I'm going to go take a shower, call if you need anything. So she goes in there. And then Joe, he hears something. And he goes downstairs. 
And it's his dad. And it's his dad. And he hugs him. And he's just like, your bags is great. And then Trudy. And then Trudy walks in to Joe's room. No, no. First, Frank shows up. Yeah. He comes back. And he sees his dad. And they have a moment where they're standing there looking at each other. And then he just runs. He doesn't run. He, like, walks forward. And he hugs him. And they have this moment together which is really sweet. And then Trudy walks in and finds J.B. Cox in Joe's room and freaks out. Um, and they and then they have to explain to their dad what's been going on. And he, of course, is not happy. He's not happy, but he's hot, so it's fine. <laughs> but, it, you know, he, he comes around in the end, mm-hmm. thankfully. And he ends he up helping them. them. Um, but then, of course, um, Stacy ends up kidnapping um, Callie. Because she's basically like, Frank won't do what I ask, so I'm going to find a way to make him she, do what I want. She pretty much wants to have all three pieces for herself. Exactly. Because she's like... She tries to convince Frank to join her and is like, you know, we can do better than they did. Yeah. We can make better decisions. He and, doesn't and want to, like, though, of he's, course. He's basically like, no, you just want to do the same thing that they want to do. Yeah, exactly. And so she's like, okay, well, I'll make you behave, basically. So she kidnaps, kidnaps Callie. Callie um, and that pisses them off, of course. So, of course, you know, they the kids get told, you know, don't do anything. Of course, they, they do don't something. listen. They do something. Exactly. Because and like in an earlier episode when they were trying to fool uh, JB. Yeah. Joe made a fake of the piece that they had, mm-hmm. and he still had it, so they used that to fool uh, Stacy. Yeah, which it worked mm-hmm. for for long enough to get Callie. Yeah, and I will say I love their chaotic family so much. Yeah, like it just it all works out so great. It was fantastic, um, and, and then, of course you know, and Phil has <laughs> his his big moment to shine. Yeah. He uh, because basically the piece is like radioactive in a sense. Essentially. Yeah. And he not realizes, like enough to like hurt them, but he realizes, hey, they're gonna be able to tell that this thing isn't the thing if it's not radioactive. So he's like, hey Smoke detectors. They have this chemical, whatever I guess, in them that'll make them radioactive. In so a they sense. basically make like a bracelet of sorts yeah. for Frank to wear with like duct tape and like this stuff in the middle from the smoke detectors. Mm-hmm. And so then he has it on his wrist when he gives them the piece, and they scan it with their thingamajig. Yep. And it gives off the correct stuff that radiation that they need. We don't know what we're talking about whatsoever. Nope. Obviously, if you can tell. Um. And so you know, it passes that first test, and of course. Stacy goes to scan it again later when they're not there, and she's like, "Ah, I realizes it's a fake." Basically, like I have been bamboozled. Ah, been duped. And then we move on to the finale, and I will mm. say, I did not realize it was the finale when we were watching it. Yeah, she was like, "There's one more after this, right?" And I was like, "No," because no. you said you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get Crystal after this," and I was like, "Okay, after this episode, and then you come back, we'll finish watching." It. And she's like, "No, this is the final one." I was like, "What?" And she's, she's like, like oh. yeah, this is episode 13. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, was, and, I think I was doing something at the same time. I was, like, yeah. playing on my Switch or something. And I will say, I love this episode because it, it proves how much of a family man Frank is. Like, he's just so dedicated to his family, and I love it. Um, and then, of course, Wilt is a sweetheart. Because here's the thing. So, the police are basically like, hey, Callie Shaw's been kidnapped. Or she's missing. And... They're Frank like, was the last one to see her. Yeah, they're basically like, Frank is responsible in a sense. And, and of course, you know, Wilt, they can't trust the chief. Yeah. Wilt, being who he is, the gem and the god that he is, hides the kids. Like, he's like, yeah, you guys can hide mm-hmm. here. It's fine. And I was like, thank you, Wilt. I love you so much. Um, and then, so he, like, protects them, and it's all great. Lets them use his store for yes. the night. Um, and then, uh, and mind you, this is the episode when they save Callie. Not the previous one, like we said. Um... And it's just wonderful. Um, and, of course, uh, Trudy is being her lesbian queen that she is. And just being badass. And I love her. And I... Okay. The fact that they use smoke detectors as, like, their little gadget. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> at least they're good for something. 
Because, like, let's be real. Like, the smoke detectors we have in our house, oh, they suck. Oh, we don't actually have, like, actual smoke no, detectors. No, we got rid of them. Because let me tell you, the amount of times that we have had to sit and listen to them go off every five I mean, minutes for, still, like, an hour and a half. They will still go off, even though there's no actual, like, yes. detector there. They will, I think we just have to, like, get them replaced yeah, and, we, like, new There was, like, one other. point where we had, like, I took batteries out and then they just kept going off. And then we had to, like, fully disconnect them for them to this go off. This house... I say old. this house is old, but then I feel old because I'm, like, the same age as this house, so I don't like to You're say old. the house is old. So it's just, but, like, at for least a they're house, good. house, though, it's old. At least they're good for something, I guess. At least in this, they're We should useful. probably get smoke detectors, We though. really should. Good um, ones. And then, uh, of course, this is when... Who is it? I think, like, Joe and Biff hug again. Or maybe it's... Um, it might have been... It might have been Frank and Callie that hug. Someone hugs. And I was just like, yeah, best friends. They're friends. They're a relationship. It's great. And then um, there's a showdown in the tunnel. They yeah. all get down there. They have all the pieces. They're like, we're going to. Because, you know, after, you know, after Callie gets away, uh, Stacy contacts Gloria. And she like, wants the other piece. So she's like, you know, basically trying to uh, form the, uh, an alliance of sorts to mm-hmm. get that other piece. And so, of course, Gloria wants the power and goes down there and they follow her and Callie follows them mm-hmm. because she's like, yeah, I want revenge. This yeah. girl kidnapped me. And I was like, I mean, I would want revenge too, She ma'am. does get her revenge because she, she punches her out. Which is so, it's so, so great satisfying. to watch. Um, and this, of course, is also when we find out who um, was responsible for uh, Julia's death. Um, it's really heartbreaking when you, like, see it, when you hear about it, like, when you see what happened. Well, because Frank is the one who realizes. Because there's a moment where this thing, Frank, Frank kind of is connected to this eye at one point, and he falls backwards, and he sees basically the confrontation between Julia and her grand, and her mother at one point. And then Um, he, like, sees her at Wilt, talking to Wilt at his store. And then he sees her, like, in the car on her way back to see them. At the motel first. Yeah, at the motel, and then... He sees her in the car on the way back to... His baseball game. Exactly. Because that's the thing. She dies when he's at his baseball game, which is so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. Because, um, like, we see it in the first episode, you know, going back to the first episode, they have, like, you know, his mom is basically the one that was, like, coaching him with yeah. baseball, essentially. And it was so sweet. And, and they have a very sweet relationship with it. And, and it's then great. And he wins the game and then immediately sees his dad walking mm-hmm. up, police car start you know lights flashing and immediately and him both and joe, him and joe immediately they know something exactly off. and it was so hard to watch Very and then and this episode you realize what happened and during this whole time while frank is like unconscious basically this is that moment that we're talking about where joe is just crying over mm-hmm. him he's just like he's frank like, wake, wake up wake up, up. and you he's know, like dad leave. i need you yeah like dad he's not waking up what's going on and then he kind of opens his eyes and he's just like i saw her i saw mom and i was like <laughs> okay um and they have the sweet moment um and everything kind of, like, works out in the end. You know, they, they destroy it. Gloria... The tunnel gets blown up. Yeah, Gloria gets arrested um, for something that happened. Because she murdered one of the other yes. people. And, of, well, course we, of course, we say sayonara to Stefan, and you'll you'll find out who he is. Um, because he goes bye-bye, yes, which I'm very grateful for. Bye-bye. How does he go bye-bye? Oh, yes, he gets blown up. He goes bye-bye, um, which I'm, I'm happy with. Um he... Was the one that did the deed. I wasn't going to tell them. If they've already watched the show, then they but know. But what if they haven't? Then I wanted them to be, be surprised. Listening. If they haven't watched it, they shouldn't be listening. Ruined so. my surprise. Well, we already said we don't hold back uh, the spoilers on this. Fine. Anyways, 
everything basically works out. You know, Callie and, um, Callie and Frank have this cute moment and they kiss and they're really sweet to each other. Because she, he, because, you know, this entire time that they're, you know, been here for Mm -hmm. the summer, they've basically been saying, you know, like, oh yeah, I know as soon as dad gets back, you know, we'll probably go back to, you know, And then of course, um, they, they tell Trudy, they say, hey, we're thinking of sticking around. Because, you know, she's like, you know, it's, you know, I liked having you guys around even though there's been chaos. Of course, she's like, she's know, like I don't is... want, you know, I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah. And they're like, well, how well, would you feel if we stuck around? And I'm just saying, they mention it. If if Fenton doesn't be- become the police chief, I will scream. Yeah, because they meant, yeah, because, you know, the... Ezra's the, been arrested. And right, so they're yeah, like, right. hey, he, he mentions, he's like, yeah, you know, that they're looking for a new police chief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, him and oh. Him and... And Jesse. Jesse can work together. And they can become best friends. And he can be like, I approve of you dating my sister. Well, he already, he already does, you know, know her. Yeah, but like. He grew up in the town But also, it's different when you know someone when they're dating your, like, sibling or whatnot. Right, right. It's different. If we didn't mention, Jesse is his sibling, so. Yeah. Um, Jesse and, no. Not Jesse. Trudy. Trudy and Fenton are brother and sister. Yes, thank you. Um, And then, you know, we get this wonderful scene at the end of it when. Um, the rest of them, they, they're, you know, hanging out. It's, uh, Biff, Joe, Frank, Callie, Chet, and Phil. They're hanging out. They're having a good time. Hanging out in the attic. And then the season ends with a beautiful scene of Frank and Joe just on their bikes, riding down the sun, riding down the the street, just with the music playing, wind blowing. It's wonderful. And then it cuts to black. Season ends. Exactly. So all in all, it was a wonderful season. Really good season. It was great. It would have been nice to have some things not be so dark that we could see a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's but, the struggle with every show at this point. But overall, it was great. Yeah, it was a great show. Um, I'm excited for season two. Me too. I think... I hope that JB comes back. I hope so too. Because he left, you know, he, he left, left a, radio. a letter, left him the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw, I think it was him that was holding the eye at the end of the episode. No, no, no. Was it that was, someone else? It was just a, it was just a guy. A random in worker. The, I think it was a worker in the tunnel who's like holding Again, the Again, it was dark, so it was hard yeah. to see. Um, but so we can, obviously the eye has not been fully destroyed. Yeah. It's still so intact, it, yes. but we don't know so, what's okay. going on with that. With season two, who, what's the one thing you want to see the most with season two then? I don't know. As Obviously, far as we're we getting know, another mystery. Yeah, as far as course. we know, the mystery for season two in the trailer is a friend of theirs, or like a student that they know goes missing. Right. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We we haven't gotten a whole lot of details. I would. I think I would like to see maybe some lingering effects from Frank having touched the eye mm-hmm. for as long as he did, because it looked like there was like the symbols it looked like that's, symbols oh, that's like calling up his like his hand and his arm yeah. when he was touching it so i'd like to see maybe something comes from that exactly. some kind of side effect um maybe i him and callie either starting a relationship or already in a relationship mm-hmm. i don't know like how much time is going to have passed between the two seasons yeah. so i'd like to see something there because i think that would be really sweet um obviously earlier I mentioned i want to see more uh jesse and and trudy yeah i think cute. um I think for me, I, the, I think the most important thing I want to see is seeing if Jesse and Trudy are in a relationship, if that's actually something that's going on, um, because I would love that, and I would love to see them in, like, the strong, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I would also, I think I would like to see probably, I want to say probably, like, Fenton becoming police chief and kind of yeah. getting into that role. Mm-hmm. I feel, like, here's the thing, I feel like he would have the same type of way about it as uh in eureka 
as Carter. as Carter does, kind of like that, like he's been out way for so long kind of mm-hmm. thing. And he comes back and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's kind of dealing with the town, being like, oh, okay, here we go again. Right. Like I think that would be fun. Um, <clears throat> but maybe like even just more scenes of them as a family together. Yeah. Um, or even like pe- maybe it's someone comes to them and is like, hey, I need you guys to solve this mystery kind of mm-hmm. thing, like kind of like a. Scooby Gang kind of thing, right? Like, hey, well, we need your help. You know, we know there's gonna be like one big mystery. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many episodes. Probably maybe around maybe thirteen. Again. I'm guessing yeah, twelve or thirteen um, is most likely. I part of me wants it to drop all at once, but I don't think it will. <sighs> I, I really think hope that it does. Hulu tends to do like one or two episodes a week, depending. Mm-hmm. So I think it might be on a weekly basis. Here's the thing: I want them to drop it all at once so we can watch it and then record another episode, but. but work schedules permitting we might and not also be able to. i like the idea of having to wait because right. we don't usually have to wait a lot of the time for things right. now because we watch a lot of stuff that's on online I mean, already like, it's i feel like it's weird to say but it's kind of nostalgic to have to wait weekly because we, growing up on tv like we didn't have streaming growing up so we had we had to wait weekly exactly. to watch stuff and if you missed it you missed it yeah um, so, so i think it'd be interesting weird, but it's kind of nostalgic so I, I i would like that but um i would also you know maybe just like to see more of frank and joe being brothers just yeah. like more of it you know obviously you know they're growing up and so the relationship do, is going to change of course i also but would I love to stay similar to see um more of um i want to see uh biff I want to see Biff's father come into the picture. Because she mentioned in the first season that, that she found adopted. out she would adopt, she was yeah. adopted. But here's my question. Here's my question. Is, was she adopted by Jesse and her former husband? Or was she adopted by Jesse as a single mother? Right. Because if I she like was, the idea of, like, the single mother angle. I do, too. Because then it, it kind of, like, it adds to the... Jesse and Trudy yeah, well, being like, a thing. Yeah, like, it adds to... It adds another element on top of, you know, her being... Gay. Being gay. Because then it's, like... She doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to marry a man, but she can't marry a woman. At this yeah, point. So kind she's of like, thing. Well, I can still be a single exactly. mother. Exactly. So that, so still here's, adopt. and here's like, in my head, I would love to see it, you know, having them involved in this mystery or whatnot, or maybe her and Jesse, her and Trudy are on a date or something. And then all of a sudden Biff's biological father comes in mm. and she's like, um, okay. And then it kind of puts a strain on their relationship a little bit. And they're kind of like, I don't know where to go from this. And then they end up patching it up. Like, that would be a really sweet scene to, like, see them be like, listen, I may have been with him or I may have, you know, Biff may have be his daughter and whatnot, but I still care about you and we're still together. Kind of, like, I would love to see right. it. Mind you, this is if they're in a relationship, which, like, <laughs> they they have to be. There's no way they aren't. Uh, like, it just makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, how the mystery is going to play out. I'm excited to see how... Because I rewatched... I rewatched... I, I rewatched the trailer again earlier, yeah. and it looked like there was some kind of like hallucination of like some kind of like like deer skull with like giant horns or something, some kind of like demony thing. So okay. I'm not entirely sure what that's gonna okay you know entail, but I'm curious because mm-hmm. I think they say like the kid goes missing like in the woods or something which so. like why not <laughs> why not make it in the Obviously. woods why can't they never make it like the mall like the kid goes missing in the mall and then Kids like go missing at the no mall. but i mean like he's in the mall and he's just there oh. like he's just like hiding because behind a door or something i don't the know the woods are creepier true um so i'm excited I'm, I'm curious to see how that's gonna all play out and like what exactly that's gonna mm-hmm. entail like what they're gonna uncover i'm curious to see because i know there's they're introducing a few new characters i know mm-hmm. so i'm in i'm interested to see like are all of the main ones going to stick around? Like, is Je- is Chet going to stick around? Is I Phil going to stick around? I think they are because, like I said, I watched the trailer again. I'm pretty and sure they, Phil... they showed 
And they at least showed um, Chet, Biff, Biff, and Callie. I I want to say they show Phil. I'm pretty as sure well, they show like Phil because he. I'm pretty sure he gives the kid that goes missing like a video camera yeah. or something. But also because I'm pretty sure in the books, as far as I re- remember reading up, the main ones in the books, it's of course Frank and Joe, and then uh, Biff Hooper, Callie Shaw, and Chet Morton, and then his sister. Because I think mm-hmm. in the book, in the book series, I think. Um, Chet's sister and Frank are the ones that date. Mm. I don't remember though. Mm. Um, so I'm interested to see who they bring in. If anyone's going to shake up their little mm-hmm. family tree that they got going right. on, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more of like the town kind of like trying to recover yeah. after like Gloria and the chief. Because obviously that's not just going to like go away. I think overnight. Here's the thing. So I think it's definitely going to be some kind of like. I'm you hoping, know, effect. I'm hoping that we're going to see, and I hate it because I hate, I hate that I love this, but I, I want to see those moments of like the town being like, oh, you're her, you're her grandson. Right, yeah. Oh no, I don't trust you. Yeah. But then on the, on the side of that, I want to see some of those other town folk being like, hey, knock it off. Like they saved mm-hmm. us basically. Right. Like, I love but it. they, they said that they can't talk about it. True. So. True, true, true. Because at the end of the episode, of the season, they're like, you know, yeah, we, we saved everybody, this. but we can't tell everybody. Exactly. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. It's, um, It'll too. be interesting. I'm excited. I'm re- I, honestly, I'm really excited now that I've watched I watched it again. Now that I'm we've like, rewatched yes. it, yeah. So I don't think we were as invested the first time because we were just kind of like, oh, what's this? Let's watch right. it. But, but we're definitely more, more, a little bit more invested. So I'm really excited for the season. I know you're excited for oh, the yes. new season. Um, if you guys are excited for the new season, uh, come on and talk to us and let us know what your thoughts are about the first season, what you're hoping to see in the second season. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jillybean729. That's G-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N-729. And I am at Mama Releasey. That is capital M-A-M-A capital R-O-L-L-I-S-I. And you can also find our podcast on Twitter and also on Instagram at TTFabPodcast. So come on, let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you guys next week.